0: Hello and welcome to the Christian Formation Podcast, where we exist to connect the story of God with the story of man, and see all of our lives in light of God and His story. My name is Raven, and I'm joined by Jared, one of our pastors here at Providence, and also joined by Dusty White, one of the pastors from Corum Dale. And today we are talking about marriage and our upcoming marriage conference.
1: So this is our first podcast in 2021. So we've taken a little hiatus. Uh, We went strong in 2020, Mm -hmm. uh, took a few weeks off, and now we're back for the first one of the new year.
0: Yeah, we're excited to be here. It's good to be back. It felt different not having a podcast for the last three weeks, but it was really good for us to get our minds around what the new year will look like.
1: Yeah, so we're excited about what's coming out. We're excited specifically to dive in uh, with the marriage conference and the topic of marriage today. Um, Specifically, you probably heard, next month we're having... Having a marriage conference and we're bringing in a pastor from across town, Dusty. You're here with us today. Dusty, how you doing? I'm doing great. It's <laughs> great to be here. I'm
2: really proud of you guys for doing this conference and it's fun to be here. Yeah.
1: So the interesting thing is, Dusty, you and I, we've known each other for a while. Raven, we've been on this thing together mm-hmm. for uh, a handful of, uh, of months here. But Dusty, You're not only a pastor across town, but we're friends because we've known each other for a while, a while. And I just felt like it was appropriate so people know that we go way back and the beginnings were humble beginnings because the first time we met was on a conference call. You were interviewing me and you remember, you remember how this worked out? You were in Kansas. Yes. I was in Kansas in a wheat field in a truck. Yeah. (laughs) And I was interviewing for a job for an internship. This is prior to FaceTime. <laughs> this is prior to Face... Yeah, I don't even know if iPhones existed back then. This was like almost 15 years ago. And I didn't have a job in ministry. And I knew nothing about anything. And you were already an accomplished person with a pastor title. Accomplished. Yeah. Listen to that. I, I thought so, at least. And there were three people interviewing me. And I literally... I had no idea what I was saying. I was in an <laughs> unair condition, like sweating my like eyes out truck. I was just saying things and you thought it was a good idea to hire me. I yeah. I'm not quite sure what you were thinking. Well, you know, it <laughs> depended on who was applying, I
2: think. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I I actually I do remember that interview. I remember B I remember the room we were in. And then I remember thinking anybody who has the confidence to do an interview in a
1: truck in Kansas. That's pretty secure, dude. Let's do it. That is... So this is what I heard in the aftermath of getting hired by this church for this internship. The thing that I heard was nothing about what I said and nothing about my qualifications. It was just the fact that I was like a salt of the earth person who was working in a wheat field and willing to do an interview in a truck. And that's the only reason I got the job. And that's how the Lord got me into ministry. Anybody who's actually working We'll hire those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're already in a farm? Let's do that. (laughs) Yes. I got bumped over lots of candidates, and somehow I stumbled into a job. And then we worked together for a few years. I don't know. how. I think we worked together for three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then you've been at at Quorum Deo for... Almost 11 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Almost 11 years. So church across town, a church that was planted uh, almost 15 years ago. And um, so... Yeah, it's been fun. We've been friends for a while. Dusty, you have been married for how long have you been married for? 20
2: years. You've
1: hit 20 already? I've been
2: married. 2020 was 20 years. Oh Oh my goodness. goodness. I actually got married in 2000 so that I could remember how many years (laughs) we were married.
1: That is helpful. So you've been married for 20 years. I've been married for Eight Raven, you're with us today. How long have you been married?
0: I'm engaged. You are engaged. How long have you been engaged? I've been engaged since October. So what? It's been like four months, a little bit less than that. But yeah, we get married in June, so we're super excited. And you're
1: coming to our marriage conference,
0: right? I am. I kind of pushed hard that engaged couples should also be able to go.
1: Yeah. I love it.
2: So if you're engaged, you should get there. Right?
1: Yes. Yes. We will dive into some of the details in a bit, but Dusty, I know we got an introduction of how how we know each other, but can you tell us just a little bit of your story, how God saved you and you know, you met your wife however many years ago. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yeah. So I grew up here in Omaha um, and uh, (laughs) kind of grew up in a salt of the earth kind of family. Hmm. Nobody ever made plans in my family. So you didn't plan on anything. Um, I was Hmm. the second in my family to graduate high school And everybody was an alcoholic Hmm. um, or currently is an alcoholic, except for my grandma, my dad's mom Hmm. um, who raised me. So my mom was going to private high school here in town. She got pregnant at 17. You couldn't do that in the late seventies and and remain at your private Catholic high school. So she got booted. Um, My dad was selling drugs, like Mm -hmm. the good kind of drugs um, in the late seventies. And so they tried to make it work. um, And it, It lasted about two years. Then I moved in with my grandparents. And so I I basically was the first grandkid, but the fourth kind of kid, which just means the wheels are off. So it was an interesting home life um, because of some neighbors. So I had this neighbor family right behind my grandparents' house. They had five kids. I fell strategically between their two youngest. And they were kind of the opposite of my family. (laughs) They Hmm. like, there wasn't any alcohol. Um, they ate meals on time. Things were just different. Dad went to work. Dad came home at the same time. Um, so they were a Christian family and I would just jump into their station wagon and go to church with them at times. So they Mm -hmm. would just invite me. I would go. Sometimes I wouldn't go. Um, they moved away when I was in sixth grade. It devastated me. And I was like, obviously now looking back, I'm like, why was that such a pivotal moment for me is because it created so much stability in my life. Hmm. Um, just being in their home and so they're very missionally minded towards me. Um, so it's it's safe to say that I'm a believer because of the missional influence of my neighbors. That's um, crazy. Yeah, so that that's kind of the short <laughs> reader's digest version. I married JC, who will be with us at this conference as well. She grew up in a Christian home. Dad's an elder at the church, an older brother. Church every Sunday, lots of church in her life. Our lives collided in Minnesota in school, um, and it was it was interesting because I had two pastors. I became a Christian in high school, basically. i I had grown up around this neighbor family that was very influential to me. But basically, when I turned sixteen, I could drive, and so I drove myself to church. Mm-hmm. I just drove myself to the church that they went to. Yeah. This is the only church I knew about. I knew yeah. there were other churches, but like this is where my muscle memory goes (laughs) when like you're supposed to go to church. So that's where I went. Um, Walked in at age 16, surrendered my life to Christ and right away had two pastors (laughs) investing into me, which at the time was this gigantic high school ministry. We're talking like two to 300 kids, kids everywhere, program driven, lots of stuff going on. And these, and two different pastors were investing in me personally every week. And they were encouraging me towards ministry. And I was like, I don't even know how to read the Bible. So (laughs) Mm. they saw some like leadership influence and wanted to channel that for the kingdom. And so that landed me in in Bible college because I needed to know the Bible. Um, Met my wife there. We got married. Six kids later, um, here we are, 20 years deep. That is,
1: yeah, incredible. Incredible story of grace. So you didn't have uh, in your own home not much of a picture of like a biblical marriage or a Jesus centered marriage. No,
2: not at all. I
1: was, um,
2: uh, pulling from other families. So there's really two to three families that I knew growing up that were Christians, Christian households. And I was intuiting what was going on in those environments and pulling kind of from them, taking mental notes of like, Mm -hmm. well, that doesn't seem to be working. (laughs) And this actually seems to be working. I didn't know at the time, that the gospel was the foundation of all those things, that Jesus was the one changing those households. Later on I realized, oh, the common denominator here is the gospel of mm-hmm. Jesus and I'm gonna
1: need that. Mm-hmm. So when you actually got married, do you feel like you had a good grasp on marriage? Or how did you figure out how to do marriage? I had no idea. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> um, to <into> the club.
2: <laughs> it was interesting because Yeah, and anybody who tells you when they get married that they know what they're doing, you should you should really take some notes from them or not take notes from them because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Nobody actually knows what you're doing because it's two souls colliding into the most important relationship, this side of heaven. So nobody actually knows what they're doing. You're marrying a unique soul. So, and that soul has a story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have my story. My wife has her story, totally different backgrounds, totally different cities, states, etc. Um, so no, I had no idea what I was doing. So, it did require seeking out people who would help us. Um, (laughs) We just like started kind of, I don't know this, I guess this is a little bit of the leadership mojo that we had. We just started seeking out people to invest in us. And then now looking back, some of those people went on to like be really well-known Christian influences. And you're like, that guy did our premarital counseling. Like what the heck? How did we land that? And he even told us when we went in to ask him, he's like, yeah, I don't do premarital counseling. And we're like, yeah, but can you do it for us? You know? And so, like, we just started asking people to invest in us, um, started seeking help.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. God had his favor all over your story. It's I amazing. Know. So, you went to Bible college and started ministry pretty soon after that, or right after that. Is that
2: right? Yeah. So, we. In school, we had a passion for college students, but we wanted to see college ministry in the local church, which resonates with this crowd, right? Yep, the yep. Providence crew, the City Light family of churches, there's college ministry DNA all over it. So we wanted to see college ministry in the local church. That didn't exist in a lot of places. This this passion kind of birthed for us in college while we're in Minneapolis. So that that landed us in an internship, which eventually shipped us off to the San Francisco Bay Area to start a college ministry in a... E Free Church, Evangelical Free Church. We started that. We stopped that. We came back to Omaha. Um, that was a big learning curve for us, and not a wasted experience at all. So yeah, college ministry was kind of our first jam.
1: Yeah, and then you've eventually gotten into a place where you do a lot of care and counseling. So you're working with lots of marriages now. So it's this is like your world, right? Yeah.
2: So yeah, uh, which is always interesting at the beginning of ministry to figure out, like. When, you, when you're in, when you told and <laughs> affirmed and you feel this pull in your life to do ministry, that always equates preaching and teaching, mm. which some of that is true. But I actually knew that wasn't my jam. Like, um, So I tried it out a lot. Like in college and ministry, you're teaching and preaching a lot. But actually what started happening was JC and I seemed to have a lot of influence just in people's lives relationally. And there was a mm. lot of informal counseling going on. Um, discipleship, lots of discipleship. And so even to this day, I, um, if I preach four to five times a year, I really see myself as like a bullpen left-handed thrower (laughs) who can come out and maybe try to get a one or two guys out, you know, like I'm just trying to get on base when I preach, um, because I know that there's other gifting around me that the Lord wants to use more than me. So I'm just saying that because I know that there's a lot of young leaders listening into this podcast and they think ministry leadership means preaching. Yeah. But actually like my week this week is <laughs> super full of just like either proactive care that we're doing, follow-up care that we're doing with couples or people or reactive care where it's like hey my my world's blowing up, my marriage is blowing up, I need help or we just had this conversation and and so yeah, care and counseling is my my world. We do that proactively, we do it reactively. Um and really that at this point now, now that I'm over 40, mm-hmm. which by the way, when you hit 40, people think you're old. So <laughs> like Raven thinks I'm old. So <laughs>
0: no, no.
2: So now it's really just like, how do I bring some wisdom discernment to your world mm-hmm. and try to help you navigate what God is doing?
1: Yeah. That's so good. We're talking mm-hmm. about marriage. I'm so tempted to talk about ministry calling because it like, yeah. I feel like you lobbed a softball. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's my story of what, like the people that get celebrated in ministry are the people, these winsome like preachers. And so everyone wants to be like them. And, uh, I tried to mold myself into someone else for a while and almost ran myself into the ground and learned mm-hmm. I had to Like actually follow God's calling, but I'm going to different podcast. Yes, I'm going to resist and keep moving on this because um, the thing I the thing that's so interesting to me is one uh, I like know uh, you and your wife, and I know your marriage, and I respect you. Like I respect you tremendously. I would take wisdom from you guys any day. But also on top of that, you're sitting in room rooms with couples all the time. And you're getting like these insights into people's worlds and you're seeing how people are struggling. And so it's just this like, you have this like gold mine of like, like, you know how people are struggling. And so my, uh, one of the things I think it would be helpful for even us to know, or the church of listeners is, uh, I'm just curious, like as you sit in counseling, what are, what are the common issues you see? What do you think is like foundational to people's marriage problems? Because we're all well aware, even uh, I would think even in engaged mm-hmm. couples, we're all aware yeah. that, that our relationships are not perfect. and They need help. So right. what, like, what are you seeing when you're sitting in some of those rooms? Yeah. The, um, this is, I
2: would say over the last couple of years, the thing that really has me fired up right now is doing a lot of um, relational work with people's stories. So what I mean by that is, that sounds super simple to just say like, oh yeah, well, here's my story. Like almost the way I just did a little brief biographical sketch right there. All of that is very 30,000 foot up and you have really no idea how it was, what it was actually like on a Tuesday at 8 p.m. in my house, mm-hmm. right? But I'm kind of telling you, but I'm, okay, so when that story marries another person,
0: mm.
2: um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lineage there and you're shaped at a very young age. And then we just assume that marriage is going to like either fix things or stop things, or mm. we'll just be better. Cause it'll be the next thing air quotes yep. uh, of what we're doing with our life. But actually you're bringing that self into that marriage. Mm. And so how we become a little bit more self-aware, how we bring ourselves to our marriage is really important. So our presence matters. Um, all of the stuff that hurts us matters that we're going to act like, like what marriage does is it, it exposes a lot of your hurts yeah, and you didn't know you were hurt there or it exposes a lot of your loves and you didn't know that mm. you loved that or maybe even had some idolatrous thoughts there. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, those are the things that I'm seeing right now. Like, here's what I mean. Let me give you a little bit more tangible example. People will come in and say like, um, Hey, we're just, let's just, come up with with an example like we just need some communication help like we're arguing about this thing Mm -hmm. okay well you were also taught how to argue somewhere and she was taught how to argue somewhere yeah and that was there's just a lot of stuff that's assumed in that that is embedded in your implicit memory um that comes to bear in marriage Mm. so now if you take that and all the biblical commands that we have in marriage all the biblical implications we have in marriage it's really important I think right now to figure out how to preserve the institution of marriage biblically while at the same time realizing okay I'm married to a person. Yeah. And there's an ideal, but there's also a uniqueness to my specific marriage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, so you would say that there's this like relational like way that we've been formed and there's this biblical ideal and you're taking these two kinds of things and like crunching them together into one. And that is one of the keys to like figure out how to like function in a Jesus centered way. It's not just theology. It's not just experience, but there's kind of a, a bringing together those two things. Yeah. And so
2: I'm, I'm excited to talk about the foundational biblical marriage. We're going to do that in our first session. And then from there, we're going to springboard from the biblical foundation into some of the specificity for the souls that are in the room. Yeah. Um, Ephesians says to wives um it, it says, wives submit to your husband, right? Now, I just totally like people people's earbuds just fell out because <laughs> I use that word. But what I mean by that, what I actually want to emphasize is your hmm. um because it's not saying let's let's embrace the ideals of marriage and let's compare all of our marriages to everybody else's marriage across the room. Let's actually look at what it looks like to embrace your marriage mm. right now, to mm-hmm. your spouse, work on the things you need to work on um, celebrate where you need to celebrate, Yeah, grow where you need to grow.
1: Mm. Mm. So when you're talking about some of this story stuff, you obviously talk to a lot of people. Are you, would you say that people are, this is going to be a generalization, but you're, you're, I'm asking you the question. So you're free to make a generalization. Are people like mostly unaware of that story piece? Are they a little bit unaware? Are they almost altogether unaware of that? Like, what is the what is a normal American Christian like? Yeah, I
2: would say, yeah, and this is one of the reasons why over the last couple of years I've gotten way more intrigued with it and into it. Um, we're mostly unaware. Like, mm. we know that, like, we came from a certain place and that matters, but yeah. now, especially in our culture of individualism, yeah. where it's just like, well, I can do whatever I want, be whoever mm-hmm. I want. Well, actually, not really. Like, yeah. you came from a place... <laughs> You have some limits around that. There's certain foundational things that are just true about you. So let's talk about that. And, and people are just unaware. So like mm-hmm. just yesterday, I met with a guy in his fifties in our church, had some really unfortunate stuff happen in his past, but then like gear grinded when he wanted to tell me about how he needed help in his marriage. And I'm like, Hey, those things are connected. Mm. Like, let's talk about those things and the connection that they have. We're not going to separate those things. It's just, yeah. So here's a, here's a line that helps. In the anatomy of the soul, uh, Thompson says, 80% of our problems predate even knowing our spouse. Mm. So people want a lot of like help in their marriage, but they also need a lot of help with them. Yeah. And if we can go yeah. back as husbands and wives and go like, okay, how do I take another step back? You're not the enemy I'm with you. I'm for you. Let me figure out me a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I think that's super interesting too, because even as you're saying these things, I think a lot of what my fiance and I have gone through, if we do have any disagreement or argument, I'm going, oh, I'm just assuming that you're thinking all of these things by the way in which I've seen my parents interact. And it's funny because as you say that, I think to myself, oh yeah, that's it. But consciously in in the moment, I'm not thinking, oh yeah, my story and your story is impacting the way that we're interacting right now. You just think, is there a problem? Are we just not on the same page? What's going on? Whereas I do think a lot of it is deeper and yeah, it just puts words to what I think probably a lot of people are feeling, but only know subconsciously.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like our, like we have marriage problems. Everyone has marriage problems, but what you're saying is a lot of them, a lot of our marriage problems aren't marriage problems. They're me problems. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is crazy. And to Raven's point, you know, when you're uh, in the midst of a misunderstanding or disagreement, and you're all emotionally ramped up, um, we probably won't be able to very well be able to sift through. Well, wait a minute, what did my dad say to me when I was eight? So it's important yeah. to do the work, yeah. like and and like dive into some of this stuff, which is what you started to say. We're we're going to get into some of this on uh, or in our in our conference, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be together Friday night, Saturday morning, a little bit into Saturday afternoon. And on Friday night, specifically you're going to hit go, go into a little bit more of the specifics Friday night. what What's your hope
2: Friday night. We're going to talk about, um, the biblical foundations for marriage, or you could call it your complementary marriage. Um, and it, we're just gonna like get there, okay? <laughs> so like we're all coming from work, we're coming from kids, we're coming from whatever. Friday night's gonna be like, okay, let's just hit pause for a minute. We're gonna share um, with each other. We're gonna have some discussions with our cell, with our spouse. We're gonna have some biblical foundation for our particular marriages. Um, I'm going to in that first session. I, this is like warning, right? Yeah. I am mm-hmm. actually going to use. And and try to preserve some of the good, important theology that I think we need, um, especially today, with what it looks like to be a husband and what it looks like to be a wife. And so we're going we're gonna to just say like, okay, if you're a husband in the room or an almost husband in the room, here's what that's going to look like. And if you're a wife, here's what that's going to look like. And then we're going to just spend some time talking about like, hey, what what do we need? this weekend? Like mm. what would be good for us? So even if you're coming to this conference, you could start thinking about that right now. Like, mm. cause it's going to just hit your calendar. You're going to just be like figuring it out. So you can start even precursoring that with, yeah, what do I want God to do there? Um, and be realistic <laughs> with goals that you set. Then on Saturday, we're going to talk about a little bit more of the story formed things, the story we bring to our marriages. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about how that all plays in. And then we're going to talk about all of that and how that creates opportunities in our marriage because they're not things we need to retreat on. They're things that we can, if we come to terms with, we can mature into as we enter into marriage, as we are married, and we can talk a little bit more about how you're actually experiencing me in my marriage and what opportunities that creates for you and me.
1: Yeah. That's good. I'm anticipating this. Have you see, So we're going to do a little overnight conference thing. Have you seen conferences be particularly helpful for couples, or what do you think the, is the advantage of getting away for this?
2: Yeah, I would say, man, if you can get away, do it. And it's way less about me and content and blah 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 and anything I've even just said. It's way more about reset. So I would say, while hopefully some of that content will be good, right, and, and beneficial. It's also just really important to just get away and go, okay, we've been married for three years or eight years and now we got two kids or maybe we can't have kids. And so how does this, what do we need in our marriage right now? That's really important. We don't take a lot of time and space to do that. We're pinged all the time by either work demands or family relationships or things that are pulling on us all the time. And so just setting aside time, is the number one goal. Hmm. And then from there, hopefully we can drop in some wisdom along the way to spark some conversation.
1: Yeah, that's good. I know that my wife and I have, I think it's maybe two years ago or three years ago, we went on an overnight conference and I don't really remember any of the things that were said, but I remember getting time together and I remember asking some questions to each other in intentional time. I'm like, Oh, especially with kids, like we don't really have time to do this otherwise. And so super helpful. Um, so as people are walking away on, you know, February 20th, it's the afternoon, they're getting in their car. What do you think? How do you imagine people walking away from this conference? Is there something they should be or that you're imagining them stepping away with?
2: Yeah, I think the idea there is number one, I hope you feel encouraged. Um, I hope that you leave there feeling like, man, I'm really glad we set aside some time here. And I also as much as you feel encouraged, I also want you to be challenged. So whether you're a husband or a wife or you're entering into marriage in the next few months, right, Raven? Mm-hmm, yeah. I hope you're like inspired. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, um, the Lord has in his providence given me this particular person and that's amazing. And so how do I stay curious? How do I courageously enter in to the story, to what God has for me? Um if I'm a husband and I'm passive and I'm a slacker then yeah. like I hope you get yeah. I hope you get your butt kicked a little yeah. bit you know <laughs> but if you're also not a slacker and you're actually over aggressive and you're super excited about the content then I'm like man I hope you can chill you know there <laughs> so yeah I hope you feel encouraged and challenged
1: That's great so we're going to be together at the Doubletree in downtown Omaha, February 19th and 20th at 6 p.m. We're going to be checking in, hanging out. The session will start soon thereafter. Going to be there overnight. So if you haven't signed up yet, we want to encourage you to sign up. It's $200. We have a limited number of spots, and they're starting to fill up. Um, You can go on our website and sign up. We are super excited. Dusty, thanks for joining us today. thank you. Yeah, super glad to be here.
0: The Christian Formation podcast exists to connect the story of God with the story of man and see all of your lives in light of God and his story. If you have any questions, comments, or future podcast topics, you can email us at formation at And if you want to find out more about us, you can check us out at providenceomaha.org. We'll see you next week.